0: Welcome in. How's it? We're back. It's time for the second uh, division preview episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my co-host, Joey Moore. We're going to get into the AFC and NFC East this week. Two slightly more exciting divisions than the South that we previewed last week. I think this is really going to be... probably the most marquee of the pods for the general public, for those who aren't Niner or Viking fans. These are two premier divisions, um, you know, elite quarterbacks, elite coaching. Excited to get into that, Joey, but first we got to start with something that we both saw last week. We were texting nonstop about this. Uh, For the Niners, a team with Super Bowl aspirations, there's not going to be a ton that happens in the preseason that's going to make the news, but this is something that will. Trey Lance played the entire first half of their first preseason game at the Raiders, and it wasn't pretty, was it?
1: We got games. Let's start with that. We got games. Football's <laughs> back. We're going to start positive. Um, there was something to do this weekend. Um, Third Games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was great. Um, but, yeah. Uh, my buddy, Trey Lance, uh, struggled in Vegas like most people do. Vegas afternoon in the heat. Just uh, usually most people, it's behind the casino. Behind the poker slots. He, boy, um, he was terrible. His stat line actually... Uh, wasn't that bad? I believe he was 10 of 15 for like 112 and a touchdown. But huh. <laughs> one of those. Did you watch was... <laughs> the games? Did you watch the game? Uh, the touchdown should have been a pick, uh, at least. I mean, that guy could have been, might still be running if he would have caught the ball. And, you know, just preseason's not about numbers, it's about, you know, looking good, feeling good. And everything he does in this offense looks difficult in year three. Which is a problem. He was drafted as a project, but this project is taking like you know, I mean, it, way too long, and and he's it's been a, past, It's
0: like a construction project where the contractors. It's like the construction
1: take, still going on on Mission Boulevard in Hayward <laughs> that I feel like be has been going since years while I was in high school. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I want it. Like I've heard this guy is great kid, like everything, but just like. I was really thinking about it. I, I was so discouraged what I saw Sunday. I no longer put the blame on him. I'm just like, what honestly did you guys see in, mm-hmm. in the pre-draft process? Like, I, he must have absolutely crushed the interviews because I know he had one year where he accounted for 42 total touchdowns uh, throwing and, and running and no picks. Like, that was his one year he's played. You know, the COVID year canceled his whole season – he played. They scheduled that one like kind of bogus game, literally just for him to mm-hmm. like showcase. And I think he threw a pick, like one. But I mean, I mean, the competition is below minor league football in what he was playing, mm-hmm. and and just he was advertised as this dual threat quarterback. And I, I I don't know who it was. <laughs> random random person on YouTube commented like we were we were bamboozled. Thought this guy was like a. a a dual threat QB right now he's a zero threat QB <laughs> because like he you watch him and he, like you know what Justin Fields like this was not a pro Justin Fields podcast we both no. red flagged him from the spot but I mean he's an elite runner like elite runner at the mm-hmm. quarterback position like we thought like well if Trey needs to work on his passing he'd be a runner he's a horrible runner mm-hmm. he's not that athletic At all like if you watch the games Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are way more athletic than Trey Lance like I he looks the prototype I mean he's 6'4 220 I think you know when he when he's confident he's got a cannon for an arm Mm -hmm. but you just don't see it like when he he looks like he still just has absolutely no idea what he's looking at it. When he snaps the ball. It,
0: and it start, it started for me with the very first snap of the game. He takes the snap, and his drop back couldn't have been more than one step. It was probably scheduled to be either a three- or five-step drop. He took one step, his first read wasn't open, and he gets absolutely obliterated. And I was like, well, if, if that's like, his first preseason snap, after three years of being in this system, not great.
1: I know he... I mean, he had a major injury last year. He was playing with. I mean, the forty. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But better for a team that's riddled with injuries every year. The offensive line better not get hurt because their backup offensive line got whooped uh, Sunday, and so giving him the benefit out uh, that about there. He just hasn't played, but like. The thing that bothers me the most is, like, there are still so many Trey Lance truthers, like, oh, he needs an opportunity. I'm like, what? Why does he deserve an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Like, just honestly, like, they were ready for no reason at all other than other his draft than his status. Draft
0: status. Yep.
1: Like, th- they said Jimmy, like, they made Jimmy work out on the sideline, like, MIA, like, at training camp last year and said, no, we're giving him the keys to the car. And, like, everyone knew it. Like, they were just like, why? Like, why is he... This is the first year he's ever had to like earn the job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the first year, I think it was very you know, most people, you know, in the building probably knew like it's gonna be Jimmy in twenty twenty one. Um yeah, twenty twenty one, the year it was drafted. And then twenty twenty two last year was like, Okay, we're gonna give it to Trey. He didn't have to earn it, he didn't have to beat anybody out. And and this year was like, Okay, Trey, like it's gonna be Brock Purdy, like you're more than like Kyle, I'm sure would love nothing more than the guy that they traded everything for to, to unseat Mister Irrelevant. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Purdy played very well, but like I, I mean Trey, show something. I, I, I just it's, it's tough. Uh, they were talking about his value, and like I'm like, is his value right now even a sixth round pick? I mean, if that, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I, 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 his tape is horrible. We
0: had a discussion uh, during that game where, uh, and then we put it on Twitter just to kind of get a poll of the fans. What would you do if you're a Niner fan right now if you were in charge of the team in terms of Trey? Would you give him the starting job? Would you keep him as the third QB? Would you trade him? Or would you just cut him outright? And cut him outright won the poll that we put on Twitter and that was what you said. I mean, pretty dark times considering he was the number three overall pick two years ago. And it's like, Mr. Irrelevant not only beat him out, Mr. Irrelevant got Tommy John surgery and is just now coming back, and it's not even remotely close to a
1: competition. It's just, I was thinking about it too again. Like, what did they see? Right? Like, and then what did, what did, I mean, everyone passed on Purdy six or seven times. Mm-hmm. But, like, what did people not see in him? Like, and I just think. Even look at – you look at the best quarterback the whole game was the, the rate. Jimmy better stay healthy this year. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Like <laughs> – but you look at him. I think four-year starter at Purdue, like, he, you know, he's not like Caleb Williams. He's not coming out like Trevor Lawrence, but he's a solid guy who knows how to execute the quarterback position. And Trey, like, he just has probably been the best athlete he, on every field he's ever been on against low-level college competition. Mm-hmm. And he gets to he goes to the NFL and it's like guys he used to he used to run by guys, throw over guys, and now he he he's <laughs> he's average at best in terms of athletic ability and it's and it's killing him.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a sad watch for him. I mean, even as a Vikings fan, I'm not necessarily rooting for Trey Lance, but I'm rooting for you know, the Niners to find their guy and unbelievable that not only was it not Lance in year one and Jimmy came in, not only was it not Lance in year two and Jimmy came in and then Purdy came in, it's year three, his career is at a crossroads and he turned in one of his worst performances as a professional.
1: You know what's what's crazy that really gets me is like how just some people like think people deserve so many chances and some people don't. Like... Mm. I don't like people. The media, do they meet Trey? Is he a nice guy? Like people, are like still like, oh, he deserves an opportunity. Like you know, he deserves to compete. I'm like, he has like, there is practice. Mm-hmm. Like we don't see it, but like there is practice. Like he's not doing something there. Mm-hmm. You look at look at that draft. Look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I mean, he brought it on himself. Some of the the stupid shit he said last year, like with the locker room and stuff. But he's looked competent. Like and people are ready to just throw him to the. To the street, run him over by a bus and put the bus in reverse and run him over again. <laughs> and he's and like, it,
0: I'm not going to have a career as a backup in the NFL if I don't get my act together yeah. now.
1: And it's like, and the, the reason why to cut Trey, like, Trey is not a good backup because, like, he doesn't do backup shit well. <laughs> like, you want a backup quarterback? Like, you want, like, there's a reason why Blaine Gabbert's going to play, like, 15 years in the league. Number one, he's smart because he Keith goes and backs Keenum. up Tom Brady and he goes and mm. backs up Mahomes and likes to carry their clipboard around. It's a smart gig. <laughs> but, like, you know, Colt McCoy, Brian Hoyer, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, your guy keeps getting – you know, Jacoby Brissett, these guys are solid. Like, they know the offense. trades. like you can't be the backup and, like, something happens to Purdy's arm or something and, like, you just, like, you don't know the plays. Or, or <laughs> I'm not going to say he doesn't know the plays. But I'm just saying you still, like – we were saying before the podcast, Fox was talking about it. They show this basic cover two look and he throws, like, the one – he, his first read is, like, the one the, the one thing you know, like, can't do it against cover mm-hmm. two. Like, like they were saying, this is, like, high school-level football, college, like, information, like, pre-snap yeah. read. It's like, he's not doing it. And conversely, that's what Purdy did so well. Because why? He played. Played four played years at
0: Iowa State. Yeah, played a ton of games, got a lot of reps, and kind of figured out what he needed to do. Like, against, you could say that about he? Anthony
1: Richardson, kind of like Trey Lance, but he played at Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of a, little a big different deal.
0: Different than North Dakota State. Little different. And that's my TED talk. <laughs> so yeah, we had to start. He's not with the, the only thing lines. that went bad.
1: I mean, they got whooped by the Raiders. Yeah, the I offense, mean, mostly... offensive and defensive line backups. We better not get hurt because <laughs> Javon Kinlaw. Congratulations. He he took the field, but he was getting tossed out of the club. The had gashed every every running play the Raiders did. Uh, It's hard to
0: not overreact to preseason, even though every year we're like, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, the early look at Trey Lance and the early look at some of the guys. At least with some of these
1: people, it's like, you're not playing. None of you are playing. (laughs) I remember last year, the preseason was the one game that that the Niners did play, like the starters was the third one against the Texans. And I think we didn't even score. I think we got shut out and lost like, I I think like 20 to nothing or something. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you four went thirteen and four. And and thir- four. four and yep. thirteen incoming.
0: <laughs> you went thirteen and four, and Houston went, I believe, three and fourteen and got the second pick. So, yeah, preseason doesn't matter that much. But when you see something that's glaring, you got to call it out. We had to go over Trey Lance there before we get into our division previews. Uh, let's pivot over to the AFC East. Last week we did uh, the two South divisions. This week we're doing the AFC East and NFC East. We'll start in the AFC. And all discussions in the AFC East have to start with the Buffalo Bills uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, they're coming off of back-to-back wins in that division. Uh, they're now uh, set at the over-under of 10.5 wins, uh, plus 115 to win the division. Uh, so they remain the favorite. Uh, they're third in the AFC in their win total. Um, I have them going 12-5. and five. I looked at their schedule. Um, I think the drop-off is not coming this year. I think it may come after this year um, when the Allen money starts to get absolutely ridiculous and lots of guys got to drop off the team but for me this may be the number one win now team in the NFL I think this is Buffalo's last year as a powerhouse I think a lot of folks want to write them off as hey they had their chance it's time for the Jets and Dolphins to get a shot in this division I think this is the last hurrah for Buffalo let's go over what happened in 2022 for the Bills they were the number two offense in the NFL and the number five defense one of only three teams to be top five in both categories um, they've got James Cook. He's going to be their number one running back this year. Um, the new backup is going to be Damian Harris, obviously Diggs and Davis return. Uh, Trent Sherfield is going to be their third string uh, wide receiver. The big addition in terms of, you know, on the offensive side, uh, Dalton Kincaid is now going to be the starting tight end, uh, moving Dawson Knox to second string. Um, a lot of people think he's going to be one of the best tight ends in the league, but um, I saw Chris Collinsworth today actually said he thinks Dalton Kincaid could win uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, become the first tight end to do that in a long time. Haven't seen uh, you know hype like that for a tight end since Kyle Pitts, so I hope this one works out, because Pitts certainly didn't. Um, Kyle Pitts up-
1: has ruined every fantasy team I've had since he's come in the league. I think I've drafted <laughs> him every year in... And-
0: and just, it just doesn't seem to click for him. And I think Kincaid is, is in that same vein where it's like, hey, this guy has the tools to be one of the best in the NFL on day one. You know, Pitts clearly. I Kyle think.
1: Pitts was <laughs> the fourth overall pick.
0: Fourth. I mean, Everyone like, wants to
1: crap on Trey.
0: Yeah. That's a bad pick. I mean, it's like the Saquon Barkley pick where it's, it's like. It's not as either... bad
1: because they didn't also give another two first rounders. I'm not going to yeah. go into that whole deal, but.
0: That was you, you take... look back
1: at that draft, That's a damn good first round. Cause yeah. right after that came Micah Parsons, Pat Sertan.
0: Anyone? But alas. Yeah. You got Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance as the three and four picks. I mean, it's rough. This league is um,
1: lucky. The Niners did not pair Micah Parsons with Nick Bosa. Oh my
0: God. I think you may actually have a, uh, certain, uh trophy residing in uh, Santa but That's Clara. why we play the games. Happen. Yeah. That's why they play the games. Um, Bronco defense Vaughn Miller's coming back off of his surgery um the secondary is going to decide the season in my opinion they're due for a little bit of regression uh in the secondary where they were fifth in scoring defense last year but 15th in passing defense so um a little bit lucky last year in that regard I think a little bit of regression is coming on defense but I think the offense is so damn good and Josh Allen is so damn good and fully healthy um I'm picking Buffalo for big things this year. We'll discuss it as we get closer to the season where I think they go on the playoffs. But I got them 12 and 5. I got them winning the division. Joey, what about you?
1: I got them 11 and 6 and winning the division. Okay. Um, based on the records I'm going to predict, that's, a, that's on a tiebreaker. Don't ask me what the tiebreaker is. <laughs> but, like, this. I really wanted to pick like an even worse you know prediction, I guess you'd say for Buffalo. Earlier I, in the offseason you said
0: you were looking to fade Buffalo.
1: I, I am, but I'm looking at like looking at their schedule, like I mean they're still so talented. I just think they're starting to be smoke and where there's smoke, there's fire. Something is going on with Sean McDermott calling the defensive plays after they kind of had a I would say not too peachy parting ways with Leslie Fra- Frazier who mm-hmm. they asked him to give up the play calling duties he said no and they said okay goodbye um and josh like Stefan Diggs like you would know you-huh
0: <laughs> yeah they for Frazier said he's taking a one-year sabbatical I think that was more of a screw you guys
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and uh like you would know about Stefan Diggs like he's like he's upset like and he was upset I, I just want like we never really heard why mm-hmm. like it cannot possibly be you're not you're not like more of the part of the offense. You're targeted like, I think almost more than anybody in the league. Yeah,
0: 120 plus.
1: And like, uh, so something's up with him, something's up with him and either coaches. I I just they have no running game, still. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they badly I, need James Cook to have a breakout year. I will I will give you that their running game last year was a disaster.
1: Their running game is Josh Allen, and and I mean <laughs> what it's it might get him hurt. I know he's built like a tank, but you know, even he said I think in the offseason he's got to run less cuz end uh, extend his career. But I I, I I I still think they finish. I'm not going to go super hot takey. I think they finish 11 and 6. Um same record as the Jets to to just oh, say that wow. I think the Jets go 11 and 6. Okay. Um, cuz I, I think I think, I think their defense is very good. And I'm you know, maybe I'm drinking the Rogers Kool-Aid like everyone is right now. We I saw Hard Knocks. He looks like he's enjoying life. He looks like he's, you know, I don't know what that ayahuasca is doing, but he looks pretty peaceful right now. And <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'll be honest, he's going to play better than Zach Wilson played last year. So, I mean, I mean and they still almost made the breaking
0: playoffs. news. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I really like, I mean, they just added Dalvin Cook, your boy. And yeah, uh, let's let's say Hall, Hall's kind of come back, you know, Garrett Wilson's good i mean i think alan lazard is better than like you know if he's your three he's a solid three like mm-hmm. i you know i love i love bobby sala um
0: yeah let's go over to the jets uh just to but get the, i have them both
1: finishing 11 and 6 i have them splitting the divisional games, so I, somehow i have buffalo get the tire record because
0: conference record
1: per, yeah. yeah i yeah. guess Um,
0: So it's, I mean, but you're saying splitting hairs between the Bills and the Jets. So I said we had to start with Buffalo as everything runs through them in the division. Obviously, the Jets have garnered the most headlines in the offseason. We'll go with them next. They're over under set at nine and a half at most sportsbooks. You know what? If
1: I really, because the big thing, their their difference in the schedule Mm -hmm. is Buffalo plays Jacksonville and the Jets play the Texans. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Buffalo plays Cincinnati, and I think uh, the Jets. Well, they,
1: Well, they, uh, I think
0: Are they both face the North.
1: No, you're right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it,
1: yeah, because in the so the Jets get the Browns and the Texans, and Buffalo gets Cincinnati and Jacksonville.
0: It's yeah, that could be all the difference right there. I mean, you're you know saying what? I
1: might have flipped. Oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Switch that. The tiebreaker goes to the Jets. Okay. JETS 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 Jets. I can just convince myself.
0: So the Jets are plus two eighty to win. Because I thought beast. I thought the,
1: the edge went to Buffalo in the sense that they get Tampa. And I think Tampa's going to suck balls, <laughs> and the Jets get Atlanta, who I think they're going to suck too. But I think they'll be better difference. than.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Joey's so, picking because I'm going to be consistent to win the with what,
1: like you said, what I said earlier. Because I, yeah. I I'm fading Buffalo hard.
0: Yeah, you said they were due for some Madden regression cover. this year. About that, so. see your your point that your point that you're making is you think that the Jets are the primary competition to Buffalo in the division. You have them winning the division at plus two eighty, so that's definitely a bet we're going to look at later in the pod. Um, I project the Jets at nine and eight and missing the playoffs. Um, last year they were 29th in offense, fourth in defense. Obviously, the biggest addition by subtraction of all time is just bumping Zach Wilson to second string, uh, even if they added anybody else. Derek Carr was rumored. I mean, it was going to be a huge Derek Carr looked good. But, man, Aaron Rodgers coming in, a lot of weapons on that offense with Garrett Wilson, Lazard, Hardman, Cobb, Corey Davis, and now Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall just got activated off the pup. I mean, the ceiling for this team, I think, um, is going to be determined by the offensive line. There's uh, some rumors.
1: They're terrible. There's some rumors that – like, not actually, like, who was that Colts player that just played the first half and then quit?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who was that? Oh, it was a corner. I can't yeah. remember who it was. He just left the stadium left. at halftime. He just gave up. Yeah, that was Makai Becton. <laughs> that's I mean, tough. So that's, I, to me, the reason that I have them missing the playoffs. And by the way, I actually have them at 8-9, and nine, not 9-8. Nine and eight. I said You nine could and convince
1: eight. me, the way because offensive lines can wreck your season. If
0: bad. So I'm worried about the line. They got Dwayne Brown and Mackay Becton. Who Dwayne Brown's hundred years old. Becton yeah. not looking great. There's rumors that they're going to try to trade for David Bakhtiari. I don't know why Green Bay would give him up um, unless they're playing 3D chess and they're like, if we protect Rodgers better, he'll play this number of games, which means we get a first round pick. I don't know about that kind of conspiracy theory, but if Bakhtiari goes to the Jets, obviously that's a huge plus. The only way As I a, can see that
1: it, happens is you know I. Th- David Bakhtiari's probably been a good soldier for the Packers, mm-hmm. and if uh, he just goes to them and says, "Guys, like, we we're gonna suck," can I get <laughs> moved? A one? I don't know what like would the Jets give a one? Like, didn't they just give them the one for Rodgers?
0: Oh, there's no way you would. I think I would think Bakhtiari would be worth less than that, given his agent salary. I think you could probably get him for a two or three. But you know, Green Bay could probably wait a couple games into the season. You would think it's just. I'm just
1: spitballing here, but shit. If he's available, does he play right tackle? Put him (laughs) over here. I'd give another one. We just give those for free.
0: It seems like Green Bay's probably going to hold on to him, but I did see that rumor the other day, and it does seem like the perfect fit, given Rodgers and Hackett there. Um, Let's talk about the defense, though, real quick. I think it's an elite stop unit. It was fourth last year in both yards and scoring, so there's not really any regression candidates there they were 19th in the league in picks so say they bump that up to like 12th or 10th that could get them to the number one defense in the league so they were fourth last year while ranking 19th in interceptions uh 21st in turnovers I mean that's just bad luck given how well they played um no really new names other than the rookie Will McDonald who obviously is going to be you know a huge part of their pass rush um I think that the defense is going to be great. I think Rodgers, in all likelihood, will be very good. I just worry tremendously about that offensive line. I have them going eight and nine. You have them going eleven and six and win the division. So we diverge quite a bit there. Um, so you have them at eleven and six. You're fully bought into what you've seen on Hard Knocks and what you've seen this off from from Bobby Sala. Fully, that
1: might. I don't know. You did. You did. I did I did I did forget about their offensive line. Um I I do think they have the best defense in the division. I think uh, mm-hmm. obviously Rodgers is a humongous upgrade if they stay healthy, which is a key for most guys. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I think the Patriots are going <laughs> to blow and I just have no faith Tua is going to play more than 8 games. Um,
0: Makes a lot of sense. I think I think that's the you know, feeling for a lot of people. And I do just
1: think Buffalo, like I, not to be super hot takey, but I think their window might've closed mm -hmm. crazy with Josh Allen, just, you know, having the extension, but I just, I mean, they got blown off the field. I know it was a playoff game against Mm -hmm. you know Cincinnati, but I just, that wasn't good. And like, they did get
0: blown off the field and we were on that, by the way, you and I both loved Cincinnati in that game. Um, but the one thing I will say is I think they've added a little bit of dynamism on offense. I think you know running the ball is obviously going to be a challenge for them, but the reason I have them over the Jets is you know their weakness last year of running the ball I think will be slightly better. I think they added a huge weapon in Dalton Kincaid, and I have worries about the Jets' offensive line. However, there is a team that I do think can challenge Buffalo, and it's Miami. I am a big believer mm. in your boy Mike McDaniel. Uh, they're over too. under... Their over, over-under for Miami is set at 9.5. Uh, they're plus 280 to win the division, the same exact odds as the Jets, so Vegas kind of sees them as the co-second runner in that division there. Um, so I have them going 10-7. and seven. I have them making the playoffs. Um, I think, obviously, this is all predicated on Tua staying healthy, which is terrifying. Apparently he's done a lot of jujitsu this offseason to learn how to fall, to learn how to take hits. <laughs> I mean, I hope it pays off for him because... He does look...
1: I saw he put on some weight.
0: Definitely put on some weight. He looked really good uh, in camp from what I saw, and I guess... I mean, this whole offseason has been focused on building up muscle and learning how to take hits and learning how to fall because it has been a challenging two years for him in the National Football League. 2022, they were 11th in offense, 24th in defense. Uh, They were 6th in in yards on offense last year, 4th in passing, but struggled running the ball a little bit and then struggled to convert in the red zone. Um, I think, you know, last year, given that Tua, I believe, only finished 12 games their stats are actually due to go up if he stays healthy. So um, they're obviously loaded at wide receiver. Uh, the running back room is really intriguing. If nothing else, you have the rookie, a chain who's supposed to be really good, and then Mostert and Wilson. Um, not much to report on the tight end side of things, but I really believe in McDaniel's yeah, ability. Kisiki. Yeah, they lost Kasicki. Their their tight end room is is barren. So that is something to watch. But I believe in McDaniel. I believe in Tua. He was actually. Do you, do I you believe, believe
1: in Mike White? That's who's <laughs> gonna be playing.
0: I see. This is the the negative. Of, of picking Miami, it's why I'm not going to add them to like one of my picks of the week. Is obviously this could be a 3 and 14 team if, say, Tua gets hurt in week one and never plays the rest of the season. But I think their ceiling with Tua is extremely high given the coaching staff there. Um, the reason that I'm picking them 10 and 7 and making the playoffs isn't necessarily solely because of McDaniel, it's because I think they made one of the five most impactful moves of the offseason. They hired Vic Fangio to be the defensive coordinator. Um, Jalen Ramsey is supposed to come back second half of the season. Obviously, they would have loved to have had him earlier in the year, but he got hurt in camp. Um, I think adding Fangio to a team coached by Mike McDaniel is kind of a cheat code. You might have one of the five best offensive and five best defensive minds in the NFL on the same team. So I believe in Miami. Obviously, you're going to make the case that you really can't believe in them with a quarterback with this kind of injury history.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Love them for everything you said I just I He I just Tua looks brittle To me mm. I I know he I, I, He does look bigger this year He do, I just You know the, He's Multiple concussions They're not just like big You know Bone injuries Where like You know They heal and stuff Like I mean He's He He's got those wear and tear Like really probably never go away I mean his His head is never going to be the same If he gets I mean he gets hit again I mean People were talking like his career would be over, like retire. Mm-hmm. Um, but when there he's were, on, there were two
0: concussions last year that were just brutal to watch on TV. Just like, oh my God, I but, can't believe he's. Still yeah, playing.
1: love love Mike McDaniel, love Vic Fangio that higher. I mean, their defense should be much improved because of that. And, you know, like you said, adding, adding Ramsey. And um, I think they can do anything and everything on offense. It's crazy to think that Mike McDaniel, the weak spot on Miami last year on offense, was. Running the ball because that's what he's You know, it's where he's so He designed the Niners running game uh, wh- Why, you know, we got so good um, Yeah, I have them going 9 and 8 Like, I think they're going to have a good year I mm-hmm. I think it's like I think the top three in the in the, I think the top three in the AFCs Could all make the playoffs Could, mm-hmm. I don't think they will, but they could And then um, But yeah, I have them going 9 and 8 and finishing third
0: yeah, the one worry for me outside of Tua as well is the defense collapse from week 13 on last season. Um, I believe they went 1 and 6 in their final 7 games and that was partially Tua's injuries and partially just a complete collapse from the defense. They added Jalen Ramsey, Malik Reed, David Long, but can they stop, you know, passing attacks of Allen and Rodgers in that division? It's real tough. Um, but I do have them going 10 and 7 because I believe in that offense and I believe in Vic Fangio's ability to get the best out of that defense. Um, so just to recap, I have Buffalo winning in the division. Joey has the jets winning the division. Um, I have the jets missing the playoffs, but Joey has them making the playoffs. I have Miami making the playoffs. Joey does not new England. We are in total agreement here though. Um, they're over under set at seven and a half shaded big time to the under, uh, they're eight to one to win the division. Um, I have them finishing seven and 10. I thought, going into it after looking at their schedule, because this is the first time in ages that the Patriots are playing kind of a weak schedule. I was like, maybe I can find a way to get them to nine and eight. Now seven and 10 uh, for New England. Uh, Last year they were 17th on offense, 10th on defense. And you know, when I say that the Patriots were 17th on offense last year, that scoring offense is what I'm listing. They were actually 27th in total offense in yardage. So they were super lucky to even be where they were last year. Um, Obviously, you know, fans of the Patriots will point out, they got the cancer that is Matt Patricia out of the building. They got Joe Judge out of the building. Um, and it's going to be Bill O'Brien calling the offense this year. So yes, that is a very large upgrade. Uh, they also added Juju and Mike Kosicki. But I mean, you're the number one. And Matt Zeke Jones. And Zeke Jones, we should point out. I mean, Zeke Elliott, sorry. I mean, that that's just not... You know, an impact signing at this point in in Elliott's career. I don't think there's any way he's going to like contribute anything other than goal line carries. Um, but you're one of the number one, you know, Mac Jones detractors. You think? I mean this this team is just not going anywhere with him at quarterback, even with the greatest coach of all time helping him out. Uh, what do you have the Patriots going? I'm at seven and ten.
1: I think that's damn generous. Wow. I have them going four and thirteen. Who? The like where are they coach. like you mentioned their schedule. Where are they getting these wins? Look at this: <laughs> Philly L, Miami L, Jets L, Dallas L, Saints. They look pretty damn good. L at Raiders. Maybe probably not Buffalo L, Miami. Maybe they split with Miami, but probably an L. Washington, I'll give them a win. The Colts, I'll give them a win. Giants, playoff team. I mean, I, I don't see them beating them. Chargers L. Steelers, L. Chiefs, L. Maybe Denver. But they should be a lot better, you'd think. Buffalo, L. Jets, L.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of L's.
1: Okay, I, four thirteen
0: 13 though.
1: Wow. So Colts, where are they good? You, you know, my hot, t- my hot take of all hot takes is Bill Belichick better do something. Because I think the, the takes are going to be flying. That if he doesn't show anything. Post Tom Brady mm. Like He's gonna go from the Like Unspoken Like or just not Inarguable greatest coach Of all time to like Like I think people are gonna Really think like he might I'm not gonna say a bum But <laughs> Like Cause it's just Everything else goes Like no one wants to play there Like you're so miserable The whole Patriot way right? Right The Patriot way right now Looks a whole lot like The Brady way It looks like the TB12 method Mm-hmm. Without TB, what is the Patriot way? Like, all you people.
0: And like, you made the point last year look at his coaching tree. McDaniels. Exactly. Bum. Romeo Cronell, bum. Bill O'Brien, okay. I mean. These had
1: Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you think you said Patricia, Judge, all these oh, guys?
0: Patricia and Matt Judge. Like, and, and Joe Judge. Oh, my God.
1: They go nowhere. Like, and then, like, these people, like, not only do they not succeed, like, these players accuse him, like, we don't learn anything. Like, nothing is, like, buttoned up at all. The like, stuff
0: that came out from all the Lions players about the Patricia tenure there, it's like, this guy was a clown, like, of the highest order. And it's, I mean, I, Belichick's is in trouble. And no one
1: defends him. Like, people, like, obviously, Sean Payton, as we know, has his opinions about Nathaniel Hackett. But, like, Aaron Rodgers loves Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. At least it's one person. Like, <laughs> You know, they've had all these guys over the years, you know, whether it's been, like, you know, they've had Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis, Tyle most of them on defense. You know, they've had, like, like is is Bill Belichick's, like, right-hand guy, like Matthew Slater, a special teams guy? Like, <laughs> who? I just don't see it. I, I He better do something. Mm-hmm.
0: They've spent a ton in free agency, too, the last two years. I mean, there's no reason they can't be good – You know, had they gotten good quarterback play, I suppose. But I mean, man, looking at their roster, I think their talent is awful. Yeah.
1: Other than like a Matthew Judon's really good,
0: a guy that they didn't draft. You know, I mean, it's been really since Brady's left; they have missed on almost everything. You know, there's a few blue chip. He's the GM, but (laughs) yeah. I mean, he's also seventy three years old. Little more challenging. To I don't want to excuses because
1: Pete Carroll's running a tight ship in Seattle. Isn't that's he seventy?
0: He's older than Bill Belichick. Oh, okay, the oldest well then, coach yeah, Bill. The what's
1: going on, bud? <laughs> <laughs> and, and see, but that's my point though. It's like everyone looks at like postseason win, like uh, like every like everything is a whole. Like you took out Brady from Belichick. Look at Belichick. You took out Russ. Like who was it? Russ or Pete? Sure, shit. Looks like he was Pete. <laughs>
0: It's it, it's a great point. Um, and, one and thing he
1: kicked ass at USC. Like, where did Bill, where did Belichick dominate? Other than with Brady,
0: I mean, he did win two Super Bowls as defensive coordinator of the Giants. Uh, in the that doesn't 80s, count. Early 90s. You got to be
1: like that's different.
0: Yeah, you G- got to be the head guy. Jimmy
1: Garoppolo is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Okay, we're going by that knowledge. <laughs>
0: One thing I do want to point out is the Patriots are projected to have an incredible defense. Uh, last year they were 10th. This year I think they're going to be in the top five or seven. Uh, they used their first three picks on a corner, a D-end, and a safety. They added a new kicker and punter, uh, both with high draft picks. Um, I think the defense will be this good. This could all blow up
1: in my face, but I'm going out on a limb on this. I feel, I feel pretty good that Bill Belichick, like, you might want to retire pretty quickly before people start reconsidering your Hall of Fame vote, but that's, I that's have- super hot takey.
0: I have that written down right there. Bill, Belichick's last year, question mark. You know, is this – should this be it? Or does he want to try to get another quarterback, you know, maybe next year in the draft? Maybe if they're bad enough and they get Caleb Williams, he'll stay. And it's just like but. everyone – He
1: just he's not easy to work with. Like, same thing like with Pete. Like, even John Schneider seem to know what the hell they're doing together in tandem. Like, mm-hmm. just everything with the Patriots is just in shambles. Like, I don't –
0: yeah, not not name. good times in New England. I don't think a soul alive is going to pick them to come out of the AFC East as either a champion or a wild card. Brutal. Bill O'Brien
1: might 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 save his job for a couple of years, I think. Like you like you were saying, I mean, obviously, he should help a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, I think seven and ten. You thought is a little generous. You got them going four and thirteen. Tough times in New England. Um, so that's the AFC East preview. We differ massively on the Jets, just a little bit on both the Bills and Dolphins, um, and pretty big on New England. Um, so You think they're going to
1: be the seller? I think they're going to be like a money ball. Like there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's the <laughs> Patriots.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a lot of wins on on the schedule that you were just rattling off. So um, you got New England 4-13, and tough times there in New England. Uh, let's pivot over to what most people would say is the marquee division, In the NFL, the NFC East. The Sunday Night
1: Football Division.
0: Yes, the Chris Collinsworth, Mike Tirico Division. Um, Obviously, you know, the season opens with uh, the first Sunday Night Football game being, as is tradition, Cowboys at Giants. Uh, These are the teams that kind of move the needle the most. Uh, Let's start with Philly, the defending NFC champions, defending NFC East champions. They're over-under set in 11.5. They're minus 120 to win the division, so one of only, I think, three teams that are odds-on favorites to win the division so they're minus 120 Um, last year they were third on offense second on defense Um, probably the unequivocal best team in the NFC last year especially given that the quarterback stayed healthy most of the year the offensive line stayed healthy most of the year Um, the only concerns that I have after looking at their roster versus you know what it was last year is you know the team's getting a little bit older um, you know, Mariota's the backup for Hertz, who takes a beating uh, as a as a running quarterback. Um, there's really no wide receiver depth behind, um, you know, Brown and Smith. I think Swift and Penny being the running back duo is a little bit sus. Obviously, <laughs> DeAndre, DeAndre <laughs> Swift my favorite was. Word. Not well liked there in Detroit, and was summarily shipped out. Um, I think Rashad Penny, you know, showed flashes in Seattle, but was never really given the job because he couldn't stay on the field. Um, their only weakness I thought on defense was rush defense last year. And I think they shored that up pretty nicely with Jalen Carter, um, Graham Cox and Slayer all at the end of their careers. So maybe that number one pass defense from last year will regress a little bit as those guys get older, but I am pretty confident in saying I got Philly going 12 and five and win the division. What about you?
1: Yeah, I got the same 12 and five winning the division. I think they're, they're not going to be as good. I mean, they, like you said, pretty wire to wire, um, yeah year last year Uh, I thought they had a hell of a draft uh to get Jalen Carter and then they got the other the Georgia linebacker the end of the first round yeah um they did lose a couple guys obviously the big one you know Hargrave went to you know the Niners and then they lost CJ Gardner Johnson to Detroit Mm -hmm. um I think might be hurt already yes um but uh yeah like you said they're a bit older um But Philly, tough place to play. Like, I think they, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I I, I don't know if he's going to have as good a year because, I mean, he damn near could have been the MVP. But, I mean, I I don't think he's going to fall off like I think some people might Mm -hmm. think. I think he's a much better passer than people want to give him credit for. I don't think he's going to be, you know, ever like Mahomes or Burrow that way. But I think he's more than competent in that. Heck of a leader, too. Oh, like, I mean, you wouldn't, yeah. I mean, you couldn't pick a better person to, like, Galvanize a team, so yeah, big. Um, let's just see what they do. I don't think it really impacts this year too much, but you know, they give them the big extension. Like it's you're going to start to lose even more guys down the road. But for this season, twelve and five and win the division, I think they're clearly the best team in the, in the division.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that was probably maybe the easiest pick in the entire NFC for me. Is just pencil the Eagles in to win the division at least. You know, eleven wins. I got them at twelve. Um, It's after that where there's a little bit of a discussion. Some folks are extremely high on Dallas. I am moderately high on Dallas. Um, I think last year with them being fourth in uh, scoring offense and sixth in scoring defense was a little bit of a mirage. They were 12th in defensive yards allowed, um, 11th in offensive yards gained, so a little bit of a mirage there. Um, really, they didn't lose a ton outside of Kellen Moore has been replaced by Brian Schottenheimer, at offensive coordinator, and ask Evan what he thinks of Brian Schottenheimer. So a little bit of a of a downgrade, the former Seahawks OC coming in for Kellen Moore, who I think is pretty highly regarded around the league. Um, you know, I think losing Dalton Schultz, uh, they brought in Shoemaker to be their, their tight end. I mean, that's one of the favorite targets of Dak for years. Um, But they did bring in Brandon Cooks, so uh, a guy who I think has always been a very good wide receiver too around the league for many years. Um, It's not a one anymore at this point in his career, but it's not going to be asked to do much more than kind of be the understudy there to uh, CeeDee Lamb. Um, Man, tough to see Dallas with this schedule rattling off more than 10 wins. I have them at 10 and 7. I do have them making the playoffs, but I think it's a tough road. I also think... It's an extreme pressure situation for both Dak and McCarthy in a year where both guys, you know, there's a chance they lose their jobs after this season if it just completely tailspins. So, big pressure and big D this year. Uh, what do you have for Dallas?
1: Yeah, same thing. Ten and seven. I have them ten and seven and missing the playoffs. Um, okay. I think, I think the NFC is going to be pretty top heavy. I don't, I don't know if we're going to give away all our predictions, but mm. I think I just think. I think Mike McCarthy is decent. I don't think he's as, you know, uh, you know, his clock management stuff is kind of you know ridiculed. Which, but I think he's a solid coach. I just think Dak sucks. To be just (laughs) poignantly honest, I think he just for some reason enjoys throwing the ball to the other team a lot. And which
0: early in his career, he like he always gets
1: you know. Coward always compares, like, you know, him to, like, Kurt, your your guy, Kirk Cousins. And, like, for some reason, like, Dak is cool and, like, doesn't get crapped on. Like, Kirk Cousins is, like, this middle-aged white guy who just, like, loves to just be a nice guy and shop at Kohl's and do the quarterbacks. <laughs> like, Kirk Cousins is infinitely better than Dak Prescott. Like, I don't know why people need to see. Like, the only reason, the only, the only season Dak Prescott, like, won a playoff game, I believe was the year that Zeke Elliott was humming with behind that offensive line. His a rookie year. Mm-hmm. Did, did they win? 2016. No, they won last year. Okay. That last year doesn't count. They played a corpse.
0: Yeah. 2016. They, um they were, he was a rookie. Zeke was a rookie. He came in for Tony Romo after the injury and they went 13 and three and they were the number one seed, but then got bounced by the Packers. So he hasn't been to an NFC championship game in his career. And I believe he's only won one playoff game. He's one and four in the playoffs.
1: I just Again, I, I think Brock Purdy's good. I mean, better than most people think, but like if you're Dak Prescott making the money you're making, you can't you can't lose that game. Like Dallas' defense played very well. And they're I mean, they're really good. Like you like but he throws two picks and you just can't do it. And I think can do it. I think yeah. <laughs> can't do it. I won't winners. Um I think the offensive coordinator change, I don't know if it's an improvement or not. I just think just having a different guy is, I don't think it's going to be one of those where the, where the new guy is going to help Dak. Mm-hmm. I think, Oh, by the way, I McCarthy
0: is going to be calling the plays, even though Sean yeah. members, the OC.
1: Yeah. I, I just, uh, and like you said, I, especially in Dallas, I think that if they don't get off to a good start, it's going to, which look at their schedule. They play the giants and jets. They can't start. owen and two. They oh, cannot right. start Owen. They have a couple easy games after that. I in my opinion. They play Arizona and New England. Um and then they come to Levi's for Sunday night football. But to lose especially you lose both to the New York teams, Giants and Jets, I
0: that'll lead on Sports Center for all week if they lose if they lose both. And I just think that their there.
1: offensive line is a is, is decent, but it's 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 another year older. Um and a Zeke's no loss, but Tony Pollard was an absolute weapon for them last year, and now he's got yep. major injury coming off.
0: Right, yeah, tough situation. I think, for- like you
1: said, Dalton Schultz was a humongous loss. Uh, he was Dak's favorite target by far. Security blank at the middle of the field. Yeah, like you said, they drafted the tight end. Uh, I think the one from Michigan. Yeah. Um, but who knows, rookie? Who knows? Who knows if he if he's as good? I. I think I like the Brandon pro Cooks. argument
0: just, is that they have a good defense. They have maybe the best defensive player in football, and they have Ceedee Lamb. That's the pro. The the con would be Mike McCarthy's in charge of the ship, and Dax Presco- see, Dak Prescott's in- interception numbers go up and up season. I think
1: Ceedee Lamb is a product of the helmet, the logo. I don't think Ceedee Lamb is as. I think he's good. I I don't think he's as bona fide as like a one as some people think. Um, I think he's really good, but I, I don't know.
0: So he's in that Amari Cooper range, you know. Not in the, you know.
1: I think business. I think Amari Cooper's better.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Not so, not now, but like but Amari Cooper, like yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. So we're both a little bit lower on Dallas than the general public. Um, I would say but I have him
1: ten and seven and missing the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Well, I have him making the playoffs. I just don't think there's even a chance in hell that they contend with Philadelphia. I think they're. I mean, I have him two games behind him. It could be much bigger than that for sure. Um next up would be the Giants whose over-under is set at a surprisingly low seven and a half. They're plus six seventy-five to win the division. Um last year they were fifteenth in scoring offense, seventeenth in scoring defense, um, but they were twenty-sixth in passing yardage last year. And then they gave the guy who led that twenty-sixth ranked passing attack a three-year gigantic contract for uh Daniel Jones. They added Darren Waller, um, they added Jameson Crowder, they added Paris Campbell. I don't think that's enough to make an impact on this offense, especially with Barkley coming off of 352 touches last season. He is going to be worn down, not looking great on offense there for the Giants. And then I was shocked they didn't fire Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, who basically blitzes on every down and put that team in a tough spot last year. Seventeenth in defense, uh, they were 25th in yards allowed, 27th in rushing defense, and you know went nine and eight, made the playoffs, won a playoff game. I I was surprised that they didn't take the opportunity to maybe fire him and try to bring in Fangio for big money. Um, So I I have them going nine and eight. I have them missing the playoffs. I think that's a generous nine and eight. Um, I think they have a relatively soft schedule compared to the other teams in the division. However, I just don't see any scenario, which they are better than they were last year, given the money that they're now paying Jones, given Barkley's uh, likelihood of regression, um, given how much he was used last year and in his injury history, and then I have no trust in the defensive coordinator, Martindale. Um, what do you have the Giants at?
1: Yeah, I have them going 9-8 and and missing the playoffs.
0: Well, look at that. We're identical so far in the NFC East.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I don't have anything super – I pretty much think they're going to have maybe a little bit of regression to the mean from last year and, and – yeah, I don't think they did anything special. I think Daniel Jones is quite average. Um
0: he he but, needs to be vanilla Vic for them to have any chance to make yeah. the playoffs again this year. And he only engaged vanilla Vic mode for maybe 4 or 5 weeks last year.
1: Yeah, no, I nothing. No, you talk about vanilla. That's the, I think that's the Giants. I I yeah, I just
0: makes sense i mean not a lot to say they're they're a relatively you know boring team going into the season without much dynamic talent i mean adding Waller is about the only thing that i he's saw he's not going to play a splash but yeah he's unlikely <laughs> like, to play i just
1: i i mean when he played he was damn good but i just like, I mean, like he was when absolutely will he be capped on the up field? yeah Cap, yeah no there's I, a
0: reason he was available if he was healthy he probably would still be in las vegas um all right. I was so thinking leaves... too. The
1: Giants, like, you know, Saquon and like. Well, I know they just extended Andrew Thomas, is you know really good left tackle, but yeah, like, I don't know, like, for being New York, like, I'm just like, where is the juice? Like, of the players on the team? I don't know. It's yeah, not. A,
0: Brian Dable apparently has lost some weight. Maybe that'll pep him up. I don't know. He said he was getting too rotund at the end of last year. I'm like,
1: okay, good for him. Good, good for you, you bud. Yeah, I'm we're all there. fighting yeah, that I'm battle. Working on, I'm working on getting more round. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, that, still working I'm still working on the before picture.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, the before picture is gonna be quite mighty here. I'm setting myself up for a ton of success. Um one team left to go over in our division previews, and that's the Washington Commanders. Uh some ugly numbers over under six and a half, eleven to one to win the division. Um, I have them going 5-12. and 12. I don't care who's at quarterback, whether it's Sam Howell, whether it's Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think this is a possible tire fire. I think 5-12 and 12 is relatively calm. I think it could go way worse than that. Early reports out of camp uh, from the podcast I've listened to, and I've, I read an article in The Athletic by the uh, beat writer for Washington who's like, hey, they got all this positivity coming after Snyder sold the team. You got one of the worst owners in sports out. You got a positive new owner in. And yet, it is a total shit show at camp right now. Um, apparently, the players have already kind of revolted against Eric Bien-Aimé. Uh They went to Ron Rivera and said, hey, this guy is draconian. He's, he's running, you know... A tighter than tight ship here uh, to the point where everybody's kind of afraid of the guy. And not only did Ron Rivera not take that information and keep it in-house and try to find a solution. He just told the media that that happened. Not a good situation there. Um, One other thing I wanted to get to is there are three quarterbacks in camp for Washington. Um, It's Jacoby Brissett, Sam Howell, who are supposedly in a two-man race to be the starting quarterback. And then their third quarterback is Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, according to all reports from all the beat writers, is by far the best in camp so far. And if you're a Washington fan, that is terrifying. 5-12 uh, and 12 for me. I think it could be way worse than that. I think this is a massively down year for Washington. Rivera on the hot seat. Quarterback situation in flux. Joey, I would imagine you're in a similar vein.
1: I had nothing to say about the Giants, um, so I save it all for the Commanders. I think they're a big giant dump- dumpster fire, and... <laughs> I'm going four and 12 and I, I like you said it could be so much worse and I think I think for being a guy who uh, supposedly hung his hat on to culture I think Ron Rivera is one of the bigger jokes of the head coaching in the NFL what do you do like <laughs> like I thought the be thing like there's been rumors for a while that Eric the like has not gotten a head coaching job because the reviews from his players are not good. Right. Like, you know, we mentioned, like, Fox. Shady McCoy has been the biggest enemy like, hater. Like, saying this guy just, like, he talks like he hates his players, all this stuff, whatever. Right. Like, I'm going to defend him here because Washington maybe could have used, like, a little, like, kick in the butt. Mm -hmm. But, like, Ron Rivera, like, what are you doing? Going to the media, yeah, no, he players hate him. Like I hired him, but like, really sucks. The <laughs> players hate him, you know. I got to talk to him, you know. Like we're not about like whatever, and it's like, like you said, why did you just voluntarily just talk that into the into existence with the media? I, I and I remember last year. You remember? You remember last year when he played Sam Howell? I think it was over when Yeah, the last game I think, or was the second yeah. last? I think it was last game. And then post game, they're like did you know with this loss, like, you're out of the – I think it was second to last game. Yeah. And they're like, D- do you know, like, now that you – the, the reporter was, like, preface this question and said, now that you're um, officially eliminated from the postseason, like, you know, who are you starting week week 18? Like, is it going to be whoever? Mm-hmm. And he looked literally – like, he looked like he didn't know. Like, I don't want to be <laughs> like, he doesn't, he doesn't really know, right? But, like, he looked like he had no idea that the loss, like, kicked him, you know, eliminated him. Yeah. And I'm just like – Huh? Like, What really,
0: exactly do you do here?
1: Like, you know, like, your offensive guy, your defensive guy, like, he's not an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy, but, like, their defense is getting shredded. And I thought he was, like, this big culture guy, kind of why they hired him, because Snyder, everything's a whole abomination. So let's hire Ron Rivera. Like, you know, he's tough, hard-nosed, like, mm. you know, played in a league, all this, and I'm like, He's just one of those guys – you know they referred to Jason Garrett as like the clapper because yes. he just stood there. Well, Rivera's always got his – with his hat on. Just.
0: Yeah, he's got his arms folded. Yeah, lips what
1: pursed. what are you doing? What are you doing?
0: I think like, Washington will have a decent defense this year, but I mean – You know like in Dallas
1: to Jason Garrett, they're like, oh, we're a eight Every year like they turn a eight. Yeah. Well, every year the Washington Redskins commander football team, whatever you are – like finishes like six and 10 or six and 11 and like has no answer for anything. And somehow he still keeps his job. <laughs> I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I, he's I, still riding off of winning the division in 2020 in the code. Cause I think the enemy partially took that
1: job because <laughs> he thinks he might, if he turns that offense around with whatever, you know, whatever quarterback they choose out of those three. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does anything with him, like you think, no, oh, we could replace, I could replace Ron Rivera Rivera. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you got to think that's why he took the job. But amazing that we're not even through preseason week one, and there's already a player revolt. Um, you were talking about with Buffalo, where there's smoke, there's fire. There is fire already in Washington, <laughs> and uh, that 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 dumpster fire is burning. Real hot. Um, Not a good year for Washington coming up. I think the defense could be pretty good, especially if Chase Young finally lives up to his potential, but I don't think they're going to score enough points for it to matter anyway. Uh, Rough sledding ahead for Washington. So that's our NFC East preview. Basically identical for Joey and I. Uh, We don't really believe in Washington. We think the Giants will miss the playoffs. We think Dallas makes it as a wild card, and Philly rules the day. Uh, Let's head over to Joey's Jack in the Bum of the Week. Uh, A lot of candidates, as always... Um, I put Trey Lance on there. We already discussed this at the beginning. Tough times for Trey. Um, I wanted to put a guy who pissed me off last week on here. <laughs> Seahawks defensive back Kobe Bryant, who in a preseason game against the Vikings had three helmet-to-helmet hits, only one of which was called for a penalty, but three just bludgeoning hits, just like. You I'm know, happy st- to just.
1: I'm happy <laughs> to just piggyback on any on any Seahawk hate here. Oh Especially, yeah, we get some free sh- free shots in here that Evans not here.
0: Yeah, he can't defend his guy, although when I texted Evan about Kobe Bryant, he said, Mamba mentality. So He just I mean, said, what's
1: there to be happy about? Job's not <laughs> finished. Job's not done.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Kobe Bryant, I mean, he absolutely lit up Jordan Addison, uh, was called for a penalty, and then had two more hits in his, like, I think he played two series and just tried to injure everyone he could. I mean, a vicious player. Reminded me of Quandre Diggs a little bit, um, where it's just like, uh, or cam chancellor even uh less skilled version of cam chancellor he's just coming across the middle looking to just knock people's heads off and i was like dude preseason week one really so kobe bryant you upset me a little bit um and then one other candidate i wanted to put out here is the tui family you haven't caught up on this much yet but i i read all about the whole michael or blindside situation uh from yesterday where he alleges that um That the Tui family, who Sandra Bullock played the the main character of that family in the movie The Blind Side, that they basically swindled him out of like more than $15 million, um, and that his adoption never actually formally happened, that they just kind of saw him as an opportunity to, you know, enrich themselves through, you know, the movie, through her motivational speaking tour... Pretty shocking allegations right there, so I had to put them on the list. Uh, beloved movie, beloved book by Michael Lewis that everybody kind of bought into. Might have all been a lie. Pretty crazy situation there. But you're going to go off the board here for the Jack and the Bum of the Week with a situation that uh, we were talking about before the pod. Big yikes.
1: Just quickly on the on the blindside guy, um, I just... I heard every all of that. Like I read that. I just I thought there might have been more. I just for the life of me can't understand how do we come up with a movie and like no one verified if he actually was adopted. <laughs> like, like really, like it's taken that long. I don't. Fifteen years like, later. Like. Like no one, like no one was like you talk about sus. No one was like so you just you just. You just like buy this guy like we did back hundreds of years ago. Like what's going on? Like what's going on here, guys? What sus? What sus activities going on here? I just I like oh yeah, he never was adopted. Like huh?
0: Wasn't that the central part of the story? Why yeah, everybody loved the movie. Yeah,
1: the movie changes right if you don't if he never gets adop- adopted. Yeah, the movie uh, kid just straight- uh. Anyway, just a uh, white family just picks up big black football player off the street and puts him in a home and, uh, you know, he gets rich and they take his money.
0: What a great story.
1: <laughs> Anyways, Jack in the bum of the week, Jack in the bum of the, of the year. One of them could be big yikes. Allegedly. Bigger than yikes. Uh, you're right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Cause you know, we don't, re- we don't believe everything we read on the, uh, Internet, um, but a jack-in-the-bum of the week. Tampa Bay Rays Wander Franco. Bud, buddy, Broseph, what are we doing here? <laughs> 14 years old. What dating? happened? Uh... Yeah, what happened? Uh, like, he's not the only one at blame here. The mother also needs me at blame because if it's true that what I read, that, like she kind of like pimped out her daughter Like kind of like Oh yeah go date him like whatever and like Ask for money like ask for this and like I read this could be totally wrong That like they asked him for like $200,000 In like a car mm-hmm. and he said No and then that's when they went public Like oh he's like you know taking advantage Of my 14 year old daughter mm-hmm. But bud like what still what are you doing What are you doing There's so many people out there man you're so rich like
0: one hundred and eighty-one million dollar contract signed last offseason. It's season.
1: not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, you babysitter? Like, <laughs> what do you do?
0: Enormously like, sus. The sussest thing I saw in sports this week.
1: Like, I don't want to. I don't even really like for the people who don't know. Like, they might think like, oh, did he hit her or something? No, nope. something else.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we, this all came out, came to light on TikTok on Saturday and Sunday, um, and I saw those TikToks early on before this made any of the, you know, ESPN or Twitter. Um, this guy was alleging that you know he had been given this information from the mom and was like, "Hey, this 14-year-old is in a relationship with Wander Franco. She's." from the Dominican Republic and like I'm like oh my gosh this situation is going to blow up his career is over and I was like okay you know we see this all the time about certain athletes I remember this happening with A's pitcher Mike Fires like 3 or 4 years ago and then that story ended up being completely fabricated and his career moved on but like immediately almost immediately monday morning he was placed on the restricted list uh, which is kind of the Trevor Bauer situation, which means, oh my God, this guy is definitely—if if he's not guilty of the crime, he's guilty of something. Like you don't put someone on the restricted list and have that player say, "Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with not being paid," unless there is a major problem there. So, the is best he not player, getting paid? If you're on the restricted list, you do not get paid, and he voluntarily is oh, on. I the thought he really
1: was getting paid. Yeah. Get really yeah. So it's um, a
0: it's a big gigantic. Earth-shattering situation. We'll see him for the, in the, uh, the Japanese Rays. baseball league. <laughs> yeah, apparently um, the Japanese baseball league has maybe no problem taking those guys. Maybe
1: he's one of maybe he's one of like you know our favorite Dominican baseball players like you know Miguel Tejada. Maybe she's not 14. Maybe she's like 23.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember when Miguel Tejada went from 29 to 32 in a single offseason. It was crazy. Couldn't believe that the guy somehow. It's one of aged.
1: those, you know, wishful thinking. Maybe this isn't as bad. I don't but know. this
0: is, you know, the the point I wanted to make is this where is where one where, of,
1: can, where can he find four more years of uh of <laughs> of age for this chick?
0: Oh, they, I saw this meme that said uh, people who didn't let age stop them: Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Juan Franco. <laughs> was like, oh my god, too much. But that's the best player on the team. That's probably one of the eight or nine best players in all of baseball looking like i mean that might be the end for him what a complete dunce wander franco jack and the bum of the week um let's go over to He was already having like issues
1: too i saw like earlier in the scene he had been benched like oh uh, attitude problems go- too yeah. yeah
0: yeah his teammates do not like it when he does a showboat move and then almost screws up the play like that one where he threw the ball up to himself and then yeah, fired it across yeah i saw there. that I,
1: was, I i saw that on a highlight when i was doing the uh, – Research in his uh his story, I'm like, did he really do that?
0: <laughs> and barely gets the runner, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? But, <laughs> like yeah.
1: brutal. Like situation. I remember when I played baseball, like literally, like just oh my god, like prayed, S- just get the out, or like you you know catch the ball, like throw the ball. This dude's like, <laughs> like I'd be like, oh my god, as soon as I get it, I I would just fundamentals.
0: Yeah, not something that he's he's used to. uh <laughs> Uh, playing with the fundamentals and playing within the confines of the rules. Clearly not something that that guy does uh, in any facet of his life. So
1: that's Wander Franco. Oh, and Jack the Bum oh of the Oh, my week. God, dude. <laughs> how did I – how could we forget? Jack in the Bum forget? of the Week. Jack in the Bum of the Week, co-Jack in the Bum of the Week, Tim Anderson.
0: Oh, my gosh. How did we forget that?
1: First off, I've been saying for years that I wish baseball would go to this. Like, the bench clearing, running to the pitcher, like, the whole team stuff, garbage. Like, it's it's stupid. It's not fun for anybody. Like, it's not exciting as a fan. Like, it's just a giant waste of time. The stupid-ass bullpen people mm-hmm. come from, like, 450 feet away, <laughs> like, so late. Like, what are you guys even doing? Right? Like, but this? Like, the umpire Hell was yeah. like, the umpire was like, hockey fight. He got out of the way. Like, let's go. And then... They were like squared up like oh my god like mm-hmm. you then, like
0: you like that and you like uh, like, like if you the guys are going to go Bautista like if one. you
1: guys are going to go like fine like cuz cuz you know what that would stop it that would mm-hmm. stop it because i think some people like charge the pitcher all this stuff knowing that like incomes like some guy who's probably played tight end in college like you know one of those like Jeff Samarja guys who's, like, ready to just deck somebody. (laughs) Like, you have a little backup. Yeah. When it's just you guys, like, all right, you want to square up? Go ahead. Good for Jose Ramirez, though. I thought he barely (laughs) touched him, and then I saw, the like, a clip where he was still, like, stumbling, like, off the field.
0: Oh, he was knocked out, like, unconscious by a punch that didn't even really look like it landed that hard. Jose Ramirez, just like Rugnet Odor, I mean, packing a punch, right hook, right to the chin.
1: And like you know, for being a guy who baseball tried to like market as like one of the next, you know, for Tim Anderson, like he's have he's having a horrible year. I know he had been doing better in the second half. I was reading, but horrible year. Rumors like his his teammates are not even super thrilled with him. And uh, and uh, I remember earlier in the season, my uh, my uh, my boy Josh Johnson called him Jackie. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's like I was like I was like that could be really bad, but like oh. Tim Anderson referring to himself as that? Oh, you're gonna get it. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna call yourself Jackie Robinson? Like, okay, Jackie. Well,
0: (laughs) well, yeah. One thing that uh, Josh Donaldson didn't mention that I thought was actually like the point that needed to be made. I think the reason he was doing that, granted, kind of stupid and maybe a little bit racist. The reason he was doing that is Jackie Robinson won an MVP, a Rookie of the Year, two World Series, and was a nine-time All-Star. Tim Anderson won one batting title. And yeah, that's a whole no, it's that's a whole one point. All-Star stupid,
1: <laughs> stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're talking about one of the greatest athletes, <laughs> like, like Tim to Anderson. Ever live. Like you're
1: saying, you're saying, like simply just because you're a black guy, you're Jackie Robinson. Like Jackie Robinson was black, and he also was like the first one, and he also was like a damn good baseball player.
0: Yeah. Like one of the twenty-five best baseball players who ever lived, and Tim Anderson's hitting like two thirties. Like you hit
1: time. a ball into the cornfield once, and it was cool.
0: <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah. So Tim Anderson, co-Jack in the Bum of the Week, two baseball players. To be very clear, amazing.
1: There's a difference between him and Wander Franco. Tim Anderson oh, might yes. be. Tim Anderson might be a. <laughs> might be. Might be. You know. Might want to have a beer with Tim Anderson. I don't know. But Wander, no way. Sounds like he's going to be at a. Kid's Castle. <laughs>
0: uh, so two two shortstops, actually. The uh, Coach football Bums of the Week.
1: With two baseball shortstops is bumpers of the Week.
0: Please let the NFL season start soon. We can't keep doing this shit. Let's head over to my You Like That Picks of the Week. Uh, last year we gave you two uh, season win totals. This year we're going to give you two NFL futures as well. I'm going to try to do two a week until we get to week one when we'll go back to our five picks of the week. Um, so I'm going to list... Um, Two picks that I like for the season-long market. I like Buffalo to win the division at plus money. They're plus 115 to win the division. I think last year they were in somewhere in the minus 220 range this year it's plus 115 solely because Rogers has entered the division and they believe you know that Miami if Tua stays healthy could be a threat as well i just think it's a safe bet i think plus 115 it's not like you're laying a bunch of money you know you're you're say you bet you know 100 to win 215 i love that bet i think that's just something that's safe if at the end of the season maybe buffalo is um you know tied or a game back heading into the final two weeks maybe you can look at some opportunities there to get out of it but I think it's such a safe bet to just do Buffalo to win the division at plus money especially they have a relatively soft start to the season I think you know you can look at some other options as you get later in the year Um, if you if you bet that and then you're getting worried at the end of the year that they're not running away with the division I think Hold steady, be confident, Buffalo plus 115. And then a pick that you and I both love. I can't believe this is available, but it is. I actually bet it yesterday. Washington under 6.5 wins, minus 120. They moved that from minus 105 to minus 120 after the whole Be Enemy saga came to light. So uh, that'll probably move even further. I would imagine it'll go to under 6 here soon, maybe even under 5.5. But let's take Washington under 6.5 wins on the season, minus 120. I don't think they get to... You know, seven wins, seven and ten is a lot Um, for a team with major quarterback issues, major internal drama. Yes, they have a good defense, but they play in a relatively tough division. Uh, I like under six and a half minus 120. So those are your you like that picks of the week uh, for the AFC and NFC East preview pod. Buffalo to win the division plus 115. Washington under six and a half wins minus 120. Joey, it's time for your Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently. And there's someone that has entered the sports arena recently that you think is ruining the sports world in a subtle way that's starting to become bigger and bigger. What's your uh, what's your Feels Great Baby?
1: Well, I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, I enjoy buying all the shit, all the new shit, mm-hmm. whether it's jerseys, hats, draft hats, you know. T-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, whatever it is, I like to, I like to splurge on that. I don't really splurge on too much other than that and food. But the 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 company called Fanatics is ruining. Is 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 making me less of a fan. Mm-hmm. And it's their name. Their name is not making me a fan. Horrible quality. They they I didn't realize. You know they're into like sports betting. They're buying like sports cards too like they bought yeah. out tops too mm-hmm. like they're in everything mm-hmm. and you know what was even you talk about sus did you see the ceo of uh, fanatics michael rubin's like birthday party
0: oh was it the like, like white that, party yeah yeah i'm
1: like what is this like what like hollywood <laughs> la shit is like what creep thing is going on here like oh it's the ceo of fanatics like i was thinking like this is like some Hollywood actor, like, I don't know, whatever the heck they do in uh, all these Kardashian. I don't know, whatever. I thought I thought it was a Kardashian thing. I'm like, look at all these famous people. Athletes, musicians, actors. I'm like, this is for fanatics? We're, we're that big already? <laughs> and first of foremost, the quality shit. If you're a hockey fan like I am, they are ne- next starting, not this year, but the next year, they're going to be. The jersey supplier, authentic jersey supplier of the NHL. No one's looking forward to that. Horrible business decision. Um, If you've ever ordered anything from Fanatics, um, returning anything sucks. Um, Hopefully your team doesn't wear like a color other than like red, black, or blue. uh, Because my Sharks, you want to order a couple things from Fanatics? You'll get three different shades of teal. Um, Don't put it in the wash either because it'll fade um, in a couple days. The quality
0: yeah. of their products are awful. Just atrocious.
1: Like, yeah. I just, I really well, I've, I've found, uh,
0: those of you watching on YouTube or checking out uh, us on TikTok, I'm wearing a brand new Justin Jefferson throwback jersey for that the Vikings are going to wear in week one this year. But I bought the Nike one. You could buy a Fanatics one for like $40 cheaper. That shit is a disaster. Uh, same way. I did not uh, like. I
1: was telling you, I did not know that. I did not know NFL made or Fanatics made uh, NFL jerseys. It, I thought Nike it made. Still like has the versions.
0: Nike logo on it, but it's manufactured by Fanatics. Oh, it it's is like the lowest price point item that you can buy in terms of jerseys on the fanatics website it's just like with the sharks with every nhl team where you can buy the lowest level fanatics gear which is screen printed and man it's a rough look or you can spend 300 bucks on the authentic adidas one nfl is following the same model now where fanatics has these really low cost items you know for for folks who are trying to get their team gear without breaking the bank and man they have just taken over sports in a way that just sucks dude
1: you're telling me you buy a fanatics jersey that's got the Nike logo. How do you know it's the cheap? So like, how do you not? How do you know the difference
0: on the inside of the collar? Like mine says, like Nike, whatever it is. Not it's the level below Pro, so it's not tackle twill. It's not stitched. That one was like an extra fifty bucks, but this is like the Nike screen printed one, and then beneath that up. NFL. It's not a good product, man. And you were saying, you know. For the sharks, the teal jersey—if it comes in a different color than you know the authentic jersey—that that sucks. And the same thing kind of happens with Viking purple. I would they say jerseys not
1: so much, because um, the NHL right now, Fanatics has the rights to—they make the replica. It's about a hundred and eighty-dollar price point. Whew. It sucks. It doesn't look anything like, like it, like it already isn't like stitched and stuff like that. It doesn't have the fight strap, all that stuff. Which is like okay, you know you're not buying an authentic jersey, but like it it looks fake. Um, you could buy the authentic Adidas for 250. Um, or 275, I think after tax and stuff. Um, and it the quality is just way better. And but yeah, NFL like I need to see this because I'm not. I really don't want a fanatic jersey. No,
0: and and the worry is that NHL is just the start. As you mentioned, they bought Tops. Uh, they're based in San Mateo, Fanatics, and they're, you know, anybody. if you look at their Glassdoor reviews, it's a terrible place to work. I think their business model is just acquire, 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 raise money, raise money. There is no thought for the consumer there, and you're like, man, these guys are making the sports memorabilia market just an absolute disaster.
1: Okay. <laughs> Nike. Okay, so they got Elite, Limited, Game, and Legend. Yeah. Maybe is it the Legend game? I think
0: it may be because there's one that the inside of the jersey is like a gray color versus the inside of the jersey being the team color. And that one is the Fanatics one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
0: Not a great product, man.
1: I don't like telling people how to spend their money, but if you really do only buy like one Jersey, cause even for me, like I, I don't, I don't buy jerseys. I buy a lot of, I like hats and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't buy as much jerseys as I used to, but like what I do, like I do like to splurge on the, mm-hmm. on the night, like occasionally I don't even wear them. Like <laughs> I hopefully, like I, I really don't. I, um, most of my hockey jerseys are signed and I'll, Eventually, I have, I have a couple of them framed, but um, no football ones. Like, it's harder to meet football players. Hockey, with, when we had tickets, like, we could go to, like, a season ticket holder event mm-hmm. and get it signed and stuff. Um, but, like, I have a Kittle jersey, a Bosa jersey. Like, if I ever got those signed, that'd be cool. But, like, I don't know when the hell I'd ever meet them. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's way more 49er fans than Sharks fans. So <laughs> when they do, like, an event, like, you you're not the only one there, like I am sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking at Fanatics. So they got a $130 price point. Oh shit, I see it. <laughs> 175, 130. I think the 175 is like the stitched they they're calling it the limited. Mm-hmm. The 130 is the uh
0: That's the one that I have.
1: Yeah, that's the uh uh comfortable. They're calling it just the game jersey. Yeah. But then they have a hundred, a hundred bucks for this shit. <laughs> hundred dollars.
0: For Michael Parsons. Do you remember legend. When you, It
1: says a legend. That's what they're. A legend.
0: Yeah. Do you remember going to this like Walmart. This finesse for is like, legendary. You go to Walmart for like. Yeah, you're right. It's gray and you silver. See, you would see like a. Their Walmart version of an NFL jersey. That's essentially what fanatics. I'm terrible. I'm books.
1: terrible. Like I'm one of those people that Like. Like. I've I've been I've been around people like oh man, like oh you're you're getting you're getting you're getting swindled Joey like you're paying hundred whatever bucks two hundred bucks for your jersey man like I got this online it was thirty bucks I just want to be like yeah it looks like it <laughs> like
0: <laughs> it's fake it's from like, China. It, it's work for
1: yeah like I, I don't like telling people how to spend their money like some people really all they can afford is like a thirty dollar jersey like I I. Good for you, like, but don't tell me it's a real jersey. Like, don't tell me what you bought and what I bought is same. Like, <laughs> you just happen to get a better deal. Like, no, you bought something entirely different. Like,
0: so, so that's your, your feels great, baby. You think fanatics needs to get out of the sports world. That's your wild take. Well, that's just that the, they're I mean, ruining sports.
1: What? Like, see, the thing that like pisses me off is like, why is there the Nike logo? Like you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's
0: rough, dude. It's a and rough look. Then what
1: is... Okay. Nike.
0: <laughs> Riveting pod right?
1: Elite. Elite is what is what the... Uh, okay. Yeah. They're game day jerseys. Mm-hmm. Legend. Here's, their, here's Nike's description. Legend jerseys keep you comfortable with dry fit technology and a standard streamlined fit.
0: <laughs> what Su- a... Yeah. What a Graphics inspired
1: name. by your team... Keep the jersey lightweight and breathable. That's lightweight, super lightweight. It's about to rip. Graphics
0: inspired by your team, not official.
1: Wow. Okay. That that sucks. <laughs> All right. At man. least but at least the NFL. See that I did I was so upset about it with the NHL, like 10, 10 years you're doing this? Like ten year contract or then the opt outs? Can this be like an NBA deal? Can we like quit after like a year? but i looked at the nfl i'm like how long is nike doing the nfl and it was like i think till right now their current ones till like 2030 and then they also have like new era making the hats like okay thanks cuz fanatics right now for hockey makes everything except the jerseys and starting next year they'll make the authentic jerseys the replica jerseys the hats the shirts the jackets the everything like mm-hmm. okay
0: terrible company thanks fanatics you guys stink uh let's close the pot out. Uh what happened this week outside of football? Obviously we got to talk about your big dad energy. Any uh any updates on the little man you showed me a picture earlier? He's getting pretty big. You say this he's, this guy just we eating. had another
1: appointment. Uh he's he's doing quite well. Um he's uh eating too much honestly, probably. Um just like his pop. Yep. Um no, that's cool. It's cool. I I think like we're starting to get more on a schedule. He's sleeping more, like throughout the night. Like we're starting to only have to get up like once a night. Um, and we, I mean, mostly her. Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Like uh she's usually the one being the uh, being the uh, rock star. Um. Yeah. Uh.
0: You guys did see Barbie though, right? You like did actually? Yeah, that was her.
1: See- uh, no, that was her. Like uh. Dying wish, basically. Like (laughs) like, he wasn't born yet. He was born the next day. She's like so she got induced, right? So we like the day was planned. Okay So like she knew like the twenty second um was uh that's when he's gonna be born. So the twenty first. Um
0: It was the day the movie came out, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well no we went the twentieth, it was we went like Thursday night, the opening like Thursday night. Wow. Because we, we thought maybe the day would be Friday night, um, mm. but it ended up being Saturday. So we went two days before he was born. Um, yeah, I went to go see Barbie. Um, packed crowd. Like, Barbie, huge brand. Like, people dressing up. I'm like, wow, wow. Like, okay. This like Avengers or something. Like, I was excited. Like, I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh, like, what the hell? Why am I seeing Barbie? Like, you know, I was like, okay, Barbie. Um. I said it was two hours of my life. Am I getting back? I, I'm not gonna say it was that bad. <laughs> like, I just wish, I just wish they did more of, you know, when they get, when they get to, uh, to, uh, the, uh, real world. Yeah. And like, uh, Ken is like so excited. There's so many like manly shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, Oh, I just want like horses and trucks and like, <laughs> I'm like, I thought that was funny. I wish, I wish they were on the, in the real world more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought he was yeah. I mean I liked all the actors. I mean it was cool.
0: But Yeah, Jamie and I went to see it. A lot of people in the crowd that were like dressed up for it. So I was like, Oh wow, this is like Harry Potter was back in the day or like Star Wars, whatever. People would show up dressed like the characters. I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was pretty good. Um, a lot of moments that I thought were just like laugh out loud moments, um, the movie itself i mean it was fine i I didn't expect it to be like the best movie but i think this whole barbenheimer thing where people were doing like a double feature i I still haven't seen oppenheimer i want to see that in imax so bad but i think it was like kind of this thing that was propped up to kind of you know help the movie theaters get back after covid to like the peak and man it really worked i mean it got everybody out to the theaters think barbie's over a a billion dollar movie now but i thought it was fine Thought it was fun I've said, I've liked Ryan Gosling ever since he was an absolute liability at cornerback know. and remember the Titans. Just a just a scrub on the back end.
1: But yeah, no, I liked all the acting. I what was I I was gonna say something. About what the hell was I gonna say?
0: Oh, you liked Simu Liu.
1: Oh yeah, I think he's great. Um No, oh yeah, I know what I was gonna say about the movie. Like it was getting like I don't know. It was getting like kind of like a very like I would say pro like female or feminist like movie, right? Mm-hmm. I thought the movie when you actually watch it, like there's parts in the movie that like are very like you'd think like very like pro feminist, right? Did like it almost is like okay. It's not all you crack up to be, is it? Like running the world or whatever. Like I I thought it was like pretty like I was except, expecting it to be like um like we hate men. Yeah, girls rule boys like i like kind of and like the way they kind of portray like ken sometimes like okay yeah like but i get it like you know there's been so many movies that like you know men think women just should make us sandwiches all the time like okay fine barry have your movie you know we'll go watch it um but like there's it was interesting like especially towards the end of the movie like when ken was like i did just want to be like your friend you didn't want to be my friend or whatever And she's like, Ken was like, are you, are you happy running the world? Like, like you don't seem happy. I'm like, I was like, I thought that was interesting. Like, is this really, is this talking about like how the world is like like a feminist movement? Like, are you guys actually happy? Like, cause Kayla tells me all the time, like, you know, she talks about all this, like women going to work and all this shit and equal pay. She's like, I don't want equal pay. I want to be at home. Like, (laughs) like you go to work. Like, and it's just, I find it interesting. Cause like. Like, the movie kind of was like that. Like, oh, like, you know, women's... Like, they had, like, oh, CEO Barbie or lawyer Barbie or doctor Barbie. And Kayla's like, I want to be mom Barbie. Like, screw going to work. Like, <laughs> I, I I thought that was interesting. Um, that was Yeah, cool. it certainly
0: got a lot of people's feathers ruffled about, you know, some of the stuff in the movie. I thought it was just a funny, good movie. I didn't think it was subversive or you know controversial i thought it was just a popcorn movie it was a good movie i enjoyed for it. for me day. it
1: literally was it. a popcorn movie
0: oh i, I just got a large by myself that's oh yeah
1: my, oh yeah
0: that's my favorite part of any movie i don't I, I, I gotta be see. honest
1: like <laughs> i most there hasn't been a movie i've gone for the movie in like years years
0: yeah it's all about the popcorn Usually popcorn, I'll get one candy and then just a barrel of soda. Just whatever the largest
1: one they have is.
0: And I finish it mostly by the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, too.
1: See, if we really wanted to, we could do, like, a whole, like, ranking movie movie snacks. Oh, my do. God.
0: I mean, I mean, obviously. See, the problem is we're cheap.
1: Want. Like, do you and Jamie get, like, do you guys share a soda? No. Oh, see, no. we do. I'm like, we don't, like. Well, you.
0: I mean, I guess it would make sense if it was, like, a 40-something ounce soda. but no, Well, it we is. We usually
1: get, get like, like, the biggest one.
0: We get a Cheap. large popcorn, two sodas, and usually two candies. She gets, you know, Junior Mints. Um, oh, God. Whoppers. Oh, oh my she God. She loves Red Bunch flag. Of Crunch.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Red Flag on Jamie. What is this?
0: She's obsessed with Bunch of Crunch. I always go with, like, something gummy, like, you know, really? gummy You're worms like or whatever. You know, so but you sour the popcorn guy? is the star of the show. Yeah. I'll go sour gummy worms. I'll go peach rings. I'll go regular gummy worms, gummy oh bears, my God. but it's just like, it's just a something to break up the no. saltiness of the popcorn every few bites, you know?
1: Wow. No, no. See, well, yeah, popcorn for me, but like there's so many movie theaters now that got like you a pretzel guy, like you a hot dog. Yeah. Hot Icy. dog. Like, well, the one I worked at had pizza, Buffalo wings, mini cheeseburgers. Hmm. Um, and, uh, no, I'm a chocolate guy, like Snickers, milk duds. I love milk duds. Mm. Um, yeah. Are, do you put any, uh, snacks or not snacks, like, uh, seasoning on the popcorn?
0: No. So when we went to Barbie, it was sick. I got the popcorn. It was huge. It was like one of those big. You know, tubs, not a bag, like a giant tub. And I took it over the thing, and they got you do the butter yourself. I fucking love that because then I can just go hog wild. I'll like do butter and then shake the thing so that all of the stuff that's been buttered goes to the bottom. Then do the butter again, and then I do the salt. And it's just like, oh, it's true. I saw
1: I saw this online years ago, where this guy gets a straw and funnels the butter through a straw to the bottom of the. I did that. Like, it didn't really do anything. I didn't notice any different, but like, I tried it. I was like, I'm going to get butter throughout this whole thing. Are you one of those, are you one of those like middle aged dads? I guess I'm one of those now, but like middle aged dads who goes and like, you want butter and and like, you come up with any ridiculous phrase you say, like, give me a heart attack. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I want that thing swimming. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I want popcorn with my butter. (laughs) I want a butter box.
0: Yeah, and a lot of salt too, or there's no point. Like movie theater popcorn is the point. That was I think during COVID I missed that more than the movies by a mile. It's just getting that popcorn. It's just an unhealthy gigantic tub.
1: You know what, I worked there. People would come in and just get popcorn and like they wouldn't even go to the movie. I believe it. I mean, that's the highlight, right? And they wouldn't even care. They'd buy like the large and then we give them the refill there like in a Ziploc bag.
0: And then they just go home. Love it absolutely love it. Alright, one last thing before we close the pod out and we move on to next week's pod. Um, I just wanted to talk about my golf clubs. I, any opportunity I can get to talk about this shit, I'm going to take it. For the first time in four years, I upgraded my clubs. I traded in my my old ones. Uh, my old set was TaylorMade M6. I had Driver 3 Wood Hybrid and Iron Set. Uh, I traded that in along with my TaylorMade Wedges and I went all Titleist I now have like brand new fit to me Titleist stuff. Like everything is to my specs. You know, an inch longer, two degrees upright. You know, uh, super heavy tour quality shafts on everything. Uh, tour grips. I mean, Vokey wedges, T two hundred irons, TSR two driver and three wood. Every every day I look at them and I'm just like, I have reached the pinnacle. Yeah, do you like, sleep with them? Oh. I, I mean, Jamie I'm not people want to people.
1: People like laugh. People say that. I'm like, no, like I there's there's so many things I buy that I just stare at.
0: Oh, me, too. Like, it's like that is capitalism personified right there. Like, I look at those clubs and I'm just like, God, I love America. Oh,
1: my God. See, this is different. <laughs> like you bought like actually golf clubs. You could use them like that's pretty cool. Like Kayla hates this. But like my thing is the fridge. Like the garage fridge is like our drink fridge, and mm-hmm. I will buy things to make it look like like this legit fridge. Like we got, you want like water? We got soda. Got like Gatorade. Like, um, got that hot like BioSteel like the other like mm-hmm. Hockey's version of Gatorade. We got. Yeah, you want beer, seltzer, like whatever. It's like it's always like super like front and center. Yeah. Kayla went in there. And got one of the uh, Bio Steels And like I'm telling you Like I had bought them Hadn't drinking them In like months because so I literally just like To stare at my fridge mm-hmm. But when I drank it I, sh- I should be ashamed At how like Upset I was Did she like <laughs> She's like did, I, did she ruin the fridge She, she took like That one is drink. my fridge Yeah she's She's like I'm like you don't ever Drink those What are you doing She's like I can't have them Like 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 Why can't I have them I'm like, because I haven't even had them. I bought them like they're I'm like, and it has just like she's like, well, why do you buy them if you don't drink them? I'm like, because they're for the aesthetic. do you not it, get it? it? It's the aesthetic.
0: You've always wanted to own a home and you've always wanted to have a second fridge just stocked with 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 every drink imaginable.
1: yeah, like she's like, I'm like, she's like, it's a sport drink. you don't even play sports. <laughs> like you're on the couch. It's like, what do you even need this for? I'm like, it's the aesthetic
0: it's for the brand.
1: Yeah, it's for the brand. I <laughs> like you know, you go to like a locker room, there's Gatorade, there's all like all this shit, They're, like you got protein or whatever. I don't have protein shakes. This is what I got. I'm not into that. <laughs> but like you yeah, got whatever, like you don't want you know, you want your Red Bull, your energy drinks like it's a fridge. Like I don't want to keep buying it, but I want the fridge to look cool. So <laughs> she's like she got so pissed. She's like she's like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Anyways.
0: Yeah, it is a little over the top, but I get it. It is the gist. It's very over the you top. Know? If you, can't I admit have the, it. If you can't have the man cave, you can at least have the man fridge. You know, that's your your little. Th- I mean, that's me with my clubs. It's like since I was I first started golfing. When what I was made like you go 13? to Titleist? So I feel like that's always been the pinnacle for me, the absolute top of the line. Like when I was a kid, I had Dunlop that was like 150 bucks at the at Big Five. Then I went to like the lowest level TaylorMade irons. Then I went to like the That's highest level tailor made irons. Now I've gone to like the Titleist, what Jordan Speth uses on the tour, you know, Scotty Cameron Putter, Vokey Wedges. Like, I am now at the. I, I got
1: to gotta know. How much did it run you?
0: So we were. It's
1: got to be at least five grand.
0: It, I The stuff that I bought this time, which is everything except for the driver The irons iron itself, and I
1: know, but the irons cost a, a, close to at least or over 2000
0: so the total bill for everything that I bought last time, which is a driver a three wood, irons and three wedges, was like thirty two hundred. And then my driving iron was like two fifty and my putter was like four fifty. So
1: everything new was only like thirty two hundred only. Thirty two? Yeah. That's actually gonna, cheaper than I thought.
0: <laughs> and and when Jamie was like, How much did it cost? Like fifteen hundred bucks, I was like, it doesn't start with a one or a two. And she was like, What? She's yeah. like,
1: Oh, it only costed eight hundred. That's a great job, honey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I did trade in my old clubs, and they gave me, like, 900 bucks for them, which was nice. Yeah,
1: your yeah. your last ones were nice. I've only owned two sets of golf clubs. My uh, The ones that my dad got me for Christmas years ago, like Lynx, which I don't mm-hmm. think they make anymore. Lynx Graphite mm-hmm. um, with no 5-iron because I shattered it at the driving range. Not doing anything <laughs> upset. I just I just swung real hard and uh, looked at the club after I hit the ball, which I think was a pretty good shot. There was no club head. <laughs> it was just a shaft, um. And then yeah, now I have the uh, M two. Well, I have this the the first edition of uh, the sim, like driver right. and wood, but the M two irons.
0: That, those are great. I've always liked TaylorMade. Yeah, yeah, TaylorMade is based for on... no reason
1: other than like who okay. uses them. Like I couldn't tell yeah. you like any specifications. See, that's the one thing is I do wish I got them like fitted.
0: That's why like I have no idea if they actually is,
1: if they actually fit me.
0: See, but the, you play golf like what once every few months. Like I play like once if a that. week minimum every week. And I'm like, why have I never gotten like actually But I, see, my
1: thing is like I think I would play more if I was better. And maybe like I would be better if like <laughs> let's just I'm not saying like the club's fitting would make me better. I'm just saying like I would at least know like it's not the club. Like meaning, like it's not because it's a, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah.
0: Especially with how fast you swing, you would need like a heavy, stiff shaft. Because I feel like it. I feel clubs.
1: like if they are, if they don't fit, like then I'm just then I'm just reinforcing just bad bad habits, like bad yeah. swings.
0: That's why I like splurged this time and did the fitting, and I was like, "Look, how much I does gotta the fitting
1: know? cost? Like just itself."
0: The fitting was. Like, could like I 100- could I
1: take my already owned clubs and get fitted?
0: the fitting was 150 bucks but then if you bought direct from Titleist they waived the fee so it was like i felt like it was a good deal and the guy is like measuring you know my wrist to floor measurement he's like yeah oh you're a God. tall dude you got to get like you know an an inch added and then he's watching my swing he's like you stand fairly upright you know for someone who swings as hard as you do so we're going to bend each of the clubs 2 degrees upright so that it's easier for you and it's like the i've played four rounds with my new clubs and every time i'm like that would have been a slice or that would have been a hook and i'm like oh my god it's going straight like it is Do you also so buy cool. like
1: the uh pro v ones
0: yeah i, I did buy, you buy a titleist bag i have a nike bag and i only wear nike clothes when i play golf so i could try to keep the tiger stuff alive through that and then i have a newport Two scotty cameron putter just like tiger See, so that
1: that's i've always i've always the been goat. like an adidas guy or especially when they started making the hockey stuff. But now that they've given up hockey, I'd be like, well, I guess, I guess I'm guess i a free agent. <laughs> I lost my fake Adidas contract that I gave you, myself.
0: You lost your sponsorship? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, next time I'm up in I the Bay I guess I should Area, support America.
1: Gotta... I should support America and buy Nike. Because Adidas is yes German. German.
0: Yeah. Stick with America. You know
1: Stick the one I do Nike. love that's just not cool, but like everything I've ever had from them has been like super comfortable? Is New Balance,
0: right? People say those shoes are awesome
1: because New Balance has actually gotten um, super big into hockey stuff Hmm. Um, because they own, they make Warrior stuff, and Warrior is like huge brand in hockey now. They make, they deck out Carlson head to toe. Mm -hmm. He was fun. (laughs) He was cool. R. I. P.
0: But yeah, those are the things that we we love to splurge on. You know, Joey with his fridge, me with my golf clubs. We got to have something and food. You know, and food, of course. You know, I like a good wing stop here and there. I just ordered myself like $70 worth of sushi on Grubhub the other day. That was lovely. Love splurging on those kinds of things that bring us joy. But nope, nothing brings us as much joy as the NFL. And it's coming back. We're three weeks away now. We got two more previews coming up. Uh, We're going to do the AFC North and AFC West next week uh, so we can get those out of the way before we have the big pod NFC North Viking preview, NFC West. Uh, 49ers and possibly Seahawks preview with my brother if he joins. Uh, so we got that coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we're yeah, weeks what do you away. do,
1: saving lives. No one cares.
0: Yeah, he's big time in us yet again. But you he'll big be back. Time. He's like,
1: have your people talk to my people.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can get him on the horn in, in a couple weeks for that preview. See,
1: he's he he he's such a big fan of Russ. He's gonna turn into Russ. He's gonna like he, you're his brother, and he's gonna be like, you need to talk to my manager. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's got a staff of like twelve yeah. people.
1: Like Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch. Like I don't even have his number. They want to. He, they don't. They, <laughs> I have to talk to his agent or his manager. I can't even yeah. call him.
0: I love that big timing. Like have your people call my people. What a flex. Um, all right, thanks, man. Great pod. AFC, NFC East in the books. AFC West and North coming next week. Thanks again for listening to us here on the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. We'll be back next week and we'll see you. Then. What is this?